0: Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to
1: hear. Today's scripture comes from Revelation chapter 21. Listen for the word of God. See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of God for us the people of God.
0: Speak to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As we continue in our worship series called Belong, Living in Christian Community, today we are reflecting on grace, how it first comes from God to us, how then it shapes our interactions with one another as we strive to be the body of Christ, and then how we can witness that to the world. Over these last five weeks, we've examined other characteristics of what it means to be in Christian community, often in contrast to the way that the world wants to mold us. We started with communion, that deep sense that God welcomes each one of us at the communion table, and there makes us one, really one, with each other. Then we moved on to blessing. We are people who receive blessing, who share it with others, and most of all, we see blessing everywhere we go. That God is present in all things and all people and all circumstances. Our children received practical reminders of that. They got their back tack blessing bags that say, God's got your back. And we decided that Sunday that it's not only the children who need to remember that. So we had little cards made up for everybody that say, God's got your back. If you don't have one, we'd love to give you one. So you can put it in your desk, uh, in front of your sink, in your pocket, on your dashboard, wherever. You need to see it most. Then we talked about accountability. As Christians, we are called to a higher way of communicating with one another so that, as Paul says in Ephesians, we become imitators of God. We may get angry, but we don't let the sun go down on our anger. And we don't turn to slander. We do disagree, but we do so by speaking the truth in love. And last week, we meditated on hospitality. God radically welcomes us so how do we shine that light of Christ that the world needs with others by inviting them into this Christian community of hospitality What a privilege it is friends to be part of Christian community who strives to love and to live well always pointing us and others towards Christ It's not easy especially when the world is trying to form us in other ways but it is far more rewarding than any other community we could be part of. And today, today we are reflecting on grace, God's amazing grace. What does it mean to be a community that is shaped by grace? Nadia Boltweber is a Lutheran pastor. She resides in Denver. And years ago, she felt called to plant a church, and she started a new church called House for All Saints and Sinners. She, in fact, wrote a book called Accidental Saints. You may have read it. But in that, she writes about all the people and places that she unexpectedly finds God. How God keeps showing up in the least likely of people. And as she lives and she worships alongside these accidental saints, she swept into these first-hand encounters with grace. And she says it can be a gift that feels less like a warm, cozy blanket that's wrapped around you and more like grace is being hit by a blunt instrument. But by this grace, she says, people are transformed in ways that they couldn't be on their own. And she puts herself at the top of that list. She acknowledges the truth that the church is hard and beautiful and messy. It's made up of imperfect people in need of the perfect love of God. And it comes miraculously through each other when we need it the most. She tries her hardest to lead her people as their spiritual guide into these truths. There was a couple that she writes about, uh, Jeff and Tracy, they actually met at the church. They fell in love, they got engaged. Don't you love a story like that? And then the very first thing they did after getting engaged before posting engagement pictures on Facebook or booking a venue or trying on dresses was to email their pastor to get their wedding on her schedule. She'd become sort of a celebrity at that point with a busy speaking schedule and touring schedule, but they knew that the priority against anything else was to get married in their church by their pastor. It was a year and a half away, but they wanted it on the calendar. Six months later, Nadia was reviewing her speaking schedule and she noticed that something didn't seem quite right. She had a speaking engagement in Australia and she started to suspect it was at the same time as Jeff and Tracy's wedding that she had agreed to. So she finds herself texting the bride. She texts Tracy, please, please don't flip out. What's your wedding date again? September 13th, Tracy wrote back. It was at the same time. Nadia found out that her calendar had not been syncing with her assistant's calendar, and now she was double booked. She tried to get out of the speaking engagement in Australia uh, to see if they could schedule it another time, but they had already paid $10,000 for the venue and for advertisement. She could not get out of that one. Jeff and Tracy tried to see if they could rearrange their wedding date, but at this point, too many friends and families had arranged their schedules around September 13th, and they couldn't find another day that worked. When people decide to join this church, House for All Saints and Sinners, when they decide to take membership vows and make their membership official, Nadia always tells them as their pastor, at some point, you're gonna have to know that your community will let you down. People and systems will disappoint you. I, as your pastor, will disappoint you. I might do something stupid or thoughtless, decide before that happens if you are going to stick around afterwards. Because if you leave the first time something upsets you, you will, quote, miss the way that God's grace comes in and fills the cracks left behind by our brokenness. And that, that is too beautiful to miss. I love this description of church, that place where God's grace comes in and fills the cracks left behind by our brokenness. In our text from Revelation today, the very last book of the Bible, this beautiful prophetic text, God's dream is set forth for humanity. The author John writes about a new heaven and a new earth, the final reality for God's new creation with and for us because of Jesus Christ. It says, The home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's peoples, and God will be with them. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. See, I am making all things new. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Is there a more beautiful description of God's community, of God's people, of the world? The coming kingdom where the sins of the world, the brokenness in our own lives is taken up. And we are reconciled into that eternal world. The eternal city where nobody ever cries again. This new city, this new Jerusalem. Now it was a hope and it was a promised reality for generation upon generation of believers. But in that time, it was always thought of as a place where people go, separate from the earth, escaping our present reality and entering into God's. We as humans will do that moving up into that new Jerusalem, escaping all the trials that we find here. So what makes this particular vision of the new Jerusalem from Revelation such a new thing is that we as humans, were not the ones going anywhere. Here God comes to us. God's kingdom, God's vision is here on earth dwelling among mortals. It's not the other way around. It's not a separate reality, but it is an intimate incarnate God coming to be with us. So close that God's hands can reach our faces and wipe the tears away from our eyes. God says, my home, my home, it is among mortals, my beloveds. I will dwell with them. We worship a God who is both intimate and tender and personal, and is the powerful one who is able to restore all of creation. It's a beautiful vision as we think about what it means to live here and now in Christian community, to be the church for each other and to be the church that the world needs. This good news that God dwells right here with us. As people who worship a God who came to us in the person of Jesus, who suffered death, and was resurrected, came back to earth after the cross and dwelt among mortals, teaching and preaching and eating and healing, just as he did his whole life, promising us that eternity is for us, not only into the future, but here and now and among us. This isn't a promise that all brokenness is going to disappear right here in our lifetimes, but it is true that God's grace comes in and fills the cracks left behind by our brokenness. Tracy, the bride, texted Nadia, her pastor. She wrote, this is the time, isn't it? Huh, Nadia replied, not understanding. And she wrote back, the time when you do or say something stupid and you disappoint us. Yeah, I think so, Nadia wrote back. And the next morning, Nadia awoke to an email from Tracy. She said, Dear Pastor Nadia, Jeff and I release you from the commitment to do our wedding. As much as this is painful, we understand why our pastor needs to be in Australia. We love you, and we forgive you. Nadia writes that she cried many tears as she read this because she needed to be set free. Needed the grace she taught, but she couldn't see how she was going to receive it. And she writes, the thing about grace, real grace, is that it stings. It stings because if it's real, it means that we do not deserve it. She goes on to write that grace then becomes the flip side of love, Because when we are loved well, really loved for who we are as individuals, inside community, it reminds us of those times that we weren't loved well. And this inspires us to love others as well as we can, to offer and receive grace freely in the midst of brokenness. The book of Revelation is no stranger to the brokenness in the world, the brokenness that resides in each one of us. And while Nadia's infraction was a serious one for Jeff and Tracy and that community, we know it pales in comparison to all the places that pain exists, that we prayed for today, that we've been praying for for weeks and months, that you know and experience in your own lives. But Revelation gives us this vision right in the midst of a broken and hurting world, that world where mourning and crying and cancer and COVID and pain and terror, war and hunger, suicide bombings and disease and poverty, tears and domestic violence, hurricanes and uncontrolled floodwaters where they are no more. As the church, it is our call, it is our responsibility in the midst of all of our imperfection, to partner with that God who comes to us, who is with us right here and now, and to witness to God's presence and all the cracks of the brokenness, to God's grace. As Jesus commands us to love one another just as he first loved us. And we can't do this by ourselves. We can't do it isolated from community. We need each other. We need the body of Christ to model that kind of grace-filled community for that broken world that desperately needs the hope that can only come from Jesus. When you are a part of a church, when you are a part of this church, Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, membership is certainly not a requirement. You are welcome here no matter what, whether you are an official member or not, whether you ever decide to join or not. You are welcome. But why do people join? Why have so many of you joined? Why are some of you thinking and praying about joining? Because when we do that, the people who join make a commitment out loud to partner with God, to partner with this community, through this particular church, imperfect though it may be, to help bring God's vision for a world where pain and tears are no more, and to do that together. In the United Methodist Church, everybody who joins makes five commitments. To commit to the church with prayers, presents, gifts, gifts service, and witness. And then when some, when people stand up and do that before the church, the whole church then commits back. It's beautiful. The whole church says, we will also support you with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, our witness. It's a mutual commitment all before God. It's a moment of abundant grace because we are a group of God's children who do commit to pray, we remind ourselves of that. We pray for each other so we know we are not alone. We pray for our broken world. We have a beautiful prayer shawl ministry here where people in need are tangibly wrapped in blankets that are made with love. Those get blessed when people need the prayer blankets and they are taken to them with a note and a prayer so that they know they are wrapped in God's love and the prayers of this community. We are a group of God's people who offer presence on Sunday morning as we sing our faith together and then go out to sing it to the world. And over these past 18 months, we've learned new ways of what it means to be present, right? Sometimes it can't be an in-person community, but you have done that over Zoom and conference calls through cards and dropping off meals over the last 18 months. We proclaim that we are a group of God's gifted ones offering what God has given us right back to God. Financial gifts, knowing that it is by our giving that the church can live into our vision and ultimately God's vision. But first of all, recognizing that what we have doesn't first belong to us, it all comes from God. And so we give it back. You also share your gifts abundantly, whether that's teaching or singing or administration of running the sound or setting up for the fall kickoff, leading a small group, reviewing a legal document, we give ourselves back to God. We are a group of God's beloved who share in service in so many ways. Just this week, giving so families experiencing homelessness have a safe place to stay for a week as we said last week, we're about to relaunch our backpack ministry. Every week, people will gather to pack food so that elementary students in our community take some of God's love. And friends, we witness. We witness to the power of God's love and grace, sharing our experience of what it means to us to be a loving community, how it's transforming our little corner of the world with our words and our actions and our lives and inviting other people to be a part of it. The truth is we're gonna be broken and imperfect whether we are in church or not. The world is broken or imperfect whether we are part of a church community or not. But the thing about making a commitment to a particular community in a particular time and place, living out the gospel the best way we know how is that we are able to hold one another up in the midst of the brokenness. We don't go it alone. And we remind each other again and again to watch for all those ways that God's grace will and does come in to fill the cracks. We witness to the grace of our God that turns our salty tears into a spring of new and abundant life. Working together for that day, that promise, when the broken places shrink, the cracks get bigger until it's all one river of abundant grace. See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's peoples, and God will be with them. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. See, I am making all things new. To the thirsty, I will give water is a gift from the spring of the water of life. May it be so, friends, here and now and for eternity. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.